0: Lads, Alon here, and it's my pleasure to welcome you all to the inaugural FML-FPL interview episode, and we'll be trying to do more and more of these as we continue to grow. To kick off the 2016-17 season's interview segments, we're joined by Jamie Smith, co-founder and the host of the world's principal Burnley FC podcast, to discuss the newly promoted side and their potential FPL assets. Let's get to it then. (music) okay listeners we have a special fml fpl interview here we have jamie smith from no Nay never the burnley fc podcast of choice how are you doing jamie i'm good thanks pleasure to be on yeah, happy to have you. This is the you're part of the first ever FMLPL interview that's going to be released. So yeah. first ever, first Why? ever, yeah, man. I don't realize. Yeah, no, we're we're only that's one not make season a mess old. Of it that, eh? Yeah, no, you better <laughs> fucking nail it, dude. <laughs> 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 or else, no one's going to listen to the rest of them. So no
1: pressure, no. Pressure. All right. So
0: before we start, so where can people find None Never on the internet, and how do they listen to you and everything?
1: Yeah, Simon. So basically we set up No Never five, six years ago. and I started off as a blog and website, but we're focusing on podcasts now. We are about every week, depending on what's going on, and you can find us at nonay never dot net. That's nay spelt N A Y, which is Lancastrian. Um and we're on Twitter <laughs> as well, which is no never net, spelled the same way.
0: Great. And that's gonna be I know for me at least my you guys are going to be my source of Burnley info as the season progresses, so I'm sure I'll be tweeting at you guys if there's any injuries or anything <laughs> like that. You know,
1: absolutely better to come to the the fans rather than read some of the rubbish that's going to get printed by people who know nothing about Burnley yeah. over the course of the season. Right, so.
0: exactly. I mean, it's a small it's a small city, so there's not that many other podcasts and stuff. You guys kind of run the show. It seems like. Uh
1: yeah, definitely. If someone tried to start a new one, <laughs> we'd have to <laughs> shut that down pretty quickly
0: yeah. That's our territory. Yeah, yeah. All right, don't, so don't go giving people any ideas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't fuck with Jamie basically. His, his <laughs> Skype photo is very intimidating. Um All right, so yeah, let's jump into the footy. Like so how are you feeling? Like you, you obviously won the championship, awesome, must have been incredible last season, but how do you feel about the all important Prem and staying up and what are your chances and what's going on? Tell me Yeah, I everything. mean,
1: last season was incredible. Um, this is the third time we've been promoted in I think seven or eight years, so um, I think there was a, a, a suggestion that it was going to feel a bit old hat just like doing it again, but the fact that it was so different this time, it felt completely different. The second mm-hmm. half of the season we were totally unstoppable and winning the league is something that everyone will remember forever. I, I was there at Charleston on the last day of the season and you'll just uh, never forget watching your team win the league. Yeah, it must it was be fucking amazing, perfect.
0: yeah.
1: One of the the best days, honestly, one of the best days you could have. Uh, in football it's just a shame that it it feels a bit like we are making some of the mistakes we made two years ago when we got relegated straight away we've been relegated straight away both times we've been to the Premier League so uh, it could be three in a row which will be pretty unfortunate yeah that would Um, be a
0: bummer
1: signing players just seems to be a, a massive problem for us last summer everyone hoped that we'd turned over a new leaf a bit with paying quite a lot of money to sign Andre Gray, who I'm sure we'll come on to you later in the podcast, mm-hmm. who proved to be a fantastic value signing despite the large fee, top scorer in the division, won the Player of the Year award, and essentially his goals fired us to the title. So I felt like we changed tack a bit and we decided that investing in players was going to be worthwhile, but this summer we're just struggling to get deals done for whatever reason, I'm sure. Right, so... It's very difficult to sign players, of course, but... Oh, absolutely.
0: So, yeah, when you guys were up... You just seem really bad at it. (laughs) Right, yeah. It's a weird policy that you guys have where... So, when you guys got promoted last time, you made the... George Boyd was the big signing then, but there were few and far between other ones, kind of just sneaky, under-the-radar buys, and, you know, Keane ended up working out, and Stephen Ward and everything. But then, after getting relegated, and you got Ings and Trippier got plucked from you guys it seems like yeah as you said you made the big Andre Gray signing and some others and that kind of catapulted you guys right back up but yeah I was that was my follow-up question is just how do you feel about the lack of transfers because you guys have lost most notably Joey Barton and some others and haven't really reinforced and definitely haven't reinforced in the center of the pitch so uh, how do you How do you deal with the loss of Joey Barton, who seemed so integral last year? It's it's very frustrating,
1: and you're absolutely right to pick out Barton, who a lot of Burnley fans had reservations about when he signed last summer. Obviously, um, a lot of people will know about Barton's checkered history. He's been in prison and various assaults on players on the pitch <laughs> he's a
0: psychopath That's um, us honest yeah basically
1: but he, he was totally zen he seems to have turned over a new leaf yeah. and he was fantastic for us he was honestly superb so it was a massive blow for us when he decided he'd rather go and play for for rangers which all right it's a big club and they'll play in front of big passionate crowds every week but the standard of football in scotland is absolutely abysmal so
0: yeah, I mean, maybe it, maybe they have a shout to make Champions League or something like that, I guess would be the yeah, only that, that's, idea. that's the
1: point that some Burnley fans have made, but maybe he just prefers being the best player in the league rather than fighting for survival. <laughs> right, um, which,
0: yeah, it's fair enough. I mean, he's he's getting older. He doesn't it have is that good I mean,
1: I'm sure it'll be much easier for him strolling around against Ross County or whoever's in the Scottish Premier League these days. Yeah, rather than who knows? Trying to cope with the best central midfielders in the Premier League. So it is going to be a massive problem. And the fact that we haven't signed a central midfielder yet, I would have expected us to sign one even if we kept Barton. But the fact that right. he's gone suggests we probably need two. Yeah, um, that,
0: that's my biggest concern when I just look at the squad because we've seen what, like, David Jones and Marnie can do in the Premier League, and they're fine squad players. But you need you need to reinforce... and improve on that quality and just have them maybe as depth or at least like maybe Marnie as depth and get someone probably even better than Barton if you guys are going to plan to stay up and it's just yeah I don't know it seems like a lack of ambition so far in the window that's been disappointing
1: yeah ambition certainly a word that the Burnley fans use a lot I think the, the problem is that uh the new television deal has made everyone richer than ever before. Filthy
0: rich, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Filthy rich. I think I read that Burnley are, like, the 25th richest club in the world. <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> because insane. the top 25 is just all the Premier League clubs and then, like, Real Madrid God, so Does that mean Dave it.
0: Fishwick is the richest person in the world?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he must be up there. He's got a lot of bands. Bank on Dave, yeah. <laughs> Bank on Dave, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think... Um, I don't know if we just need to recalibrate our expectations for what players cost now. Like fees seem to have doubled, basically. This right, summer. right. Players that were five million a year ago and had ten million, ten million players of twenty million. It just seems to have doubled in scale, and we don't seem to have got to grips with that. You've also got to think as well, like to go back to Gray again. We paid like six million, rising to nine million for him. If we were to sell him now, he's probably looking at £20 million from Redbirds. Easily, yeah, absolutely. doubled three times his value in the course of the year. If you sign the right player and develop them, and they have a good year, they grow in value, so it's an investment, and I don't think we've quite
0: it's a, it's an investment can, and if obviously if you stay up then exactly, you, know, you get all the extra 40, money for 50 million next year exactly so it makes all the difference so i don't yeah, think maybe they'll quite, maybe they'll surprise us and just swoop pogba in <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: possible i mean gray came out of nowhere last year um, i think there was talk of him going to bristol city and mm. we weren't mentioned at all he turned down bristol city and then within a few days we'd moved in for him i remember seeing the, the headline that we were going to bedlight Seven eight million for a player, and just thinking it was absurd, right, right? And then it was done. So it's possible that that will happen.
0: Yeah, I hope but so. I hope Dash is looking around, finding his his special guy, and he's going to just bring him in. You <laughs> Dash know? a
1: special guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean da- Dash is. Um, he seems increasingly frustrated in the press, which is understandable, and he's made it quite clear that right. he's given his list of targets over to the board, and it's now up to them to get the deals done. So yeah. I don't know whether it's a case of freeing up the finance or just agreeing deals with Cubs. I don't know what it is, but right, there's, right, right. Some sort of, there's some sort of blockage well, that needs Well, to hopefully by the time this police.
0: interview comes out, there's a blockbuster signing, so... Yeah, well, that would be great if the podcast nice.
1: was immediately out of date. Yeah, would be, yeah, be
0: fantastic. <laughs> all right, all right, let's start from the, you know, kind of an FPL perspective on things because that's why people listen to our show is... So I'm going to start from the back because everyone who played FPL in uh, 14 15 probably had Heaton at some point in their season because he was just he was just loading up on points basically with saves and the odd clean sheet and. I don't know, are you expecting more of the same? Will Burnley be able to keep a clean sheet here and there? How's the defense, and how does the defense compare to the defense in the 14-15 season?
1: I think, um, from what I, I've only had a quick look at the FPL values and stuff so far, but I think Heaton looks like he's going to be quite a good low-value pick. Certainly, is a, a Yeah, he's
0: goalkeeper. a budget one, he's it'll, a 4-5. He'll yeah, be, yeah. be
1: a good backup goalkeeper for a lot of teams. Um, In terms of clean sheets, I think a lot depends on on Michael Keane, who I'm sure will come on to as well. But um, there's rumours linking him with the move to Leicester City. So if he was to go, that would destabilise the entire back four. If we were to keep Keane, um, then the signs are we will be able to keep clean sheets, I think. Um, The second half of the season, we kept a lot of clean sheets. There was a good run of clean sheets at the end of last year. Obviously, the Premier League is a big step up. But Heaton's a, a terrific goalkeeper got himself in the England squad albeit due to injury he's got an England cap which is the first Burnley player to be capped for England yeah. in decades Yeah, that so that was massive. Yeah. and I think he will only get better he's quite young for a goalkeeper still he's got that experience of being in the Premier League before he's been at Euro 2016 this summer so I think Heaton's going to be a very important player for us this season and even two years ago in the Premier League, I don't think he made a lot of mistakes, although we obviously conceded more goals than we'd like to. Of one, course, no, but yeah, one, yeah, he in this one class. One stands like, out, but I, yeah, I, love I think Keane's going to be a very good player. Yeah, I
0: think he's year. a real, real budget option in fantasy. I just, as far as Keane goes, it was good that you mentioned him because he is the stud that everyone's talking about. And as you said, like, Lester's going out after him and he has the high value. And so he's priced... At 5.0, a little bit higher than the rest of the defenders. So what I was wondering as far as the back four goes is maybe one of the 4.5 guys, a worthy starter. Do you expect any attacking returns or things like that from maybe Loton or me or Ward? Who I assume, I assume it'll be the same back four, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, I
1: don't see us looking to strengthen the back four. Um, I think part of the reason that Keane is a little bit more expensive is his own goal scoring ability Mm. Um, there's a weird statistic actually his twin brother Will I think is rumoured to be leaving Manchester United this summer but Michael Keane has actually scored more goals than Will even though Will is a striker um, wow. which is, is partly because he's just not played as many games, but also partly because Will Keane's just a bit rubbish, whereas Michael yeah. Keane's really good. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: so certainly attacking set-pieces, Michael Keane will be one to watch. Um, his goals tailed off a bit in the second half of the season, but early on we were quite heavily reliant on Michael Keane scoring from corners and free kicks, so he's certainly one to watch out for. Mm. Um, his defensive partner, Ben Mees also decent, I would say, from a goalstone perspective. Air. Yeah, he was yeah. a left-back, right? He yep. was, he was. He, he signed as a centre-back, but um, I think it was a, a worry over his lack of height that maybe meant he got shuffled out to left-back mm. for a while. But it was... Um, we lost heavily at Hull on Boxing Day last season, and that was a bit of a trigger because after that we were unbeaten. Wow. And it was... Ben Me moved to centre-back. After that game at Hull, we dropped Michael Duff, who was a veteran player and is now on the coaching staff. He's retired. Then me moved to the centre to partner Michael Keane. Stephen Ward came into the side. And after we had that new up back four with hitting in goal. We weren't beaten in the league at all. We only wow. lost to Arsenal in the Cup. So From
0: Boxing Day on, that's fucking From Boxing wild. Day,
1: yeah, exactly half of the season. It's 23 league games unbeaten with that back four.
0: So, yeah, and even that Arsenal game, I actually I remember that. It was 2-1. Yeah, we
1: gave them a really good game. Yeah, as well. that was
0: a dicey game. I remember Gray great making some, making some things happen up top,
1: yeah. Yeah, it caused a lot of problems so the hope is that we're going to carry over that defensive solidity into next season but I suppose not having Barton in midfield to protect that defence could be more of a problem. Also, we're, going, we, we're not the sort of team that dominates the ball anyway but we're obviously going to be under a lot more pressure Definitely. this season and that, that's going to cause problems. Me and Keane are very good in individual players. As a partnership, they are also solid but they don't have a lot of top-flight experience. Keane played about half of the season in the Premier League last time. Me played but as a left-back, so it's going to be interesting to see how they adapt this year, I think.
0: Right, right, right. And then what about the full-backs? Who, who would you pick out of the two of them as kind of the class as far as going forward?
1: Um, I don't think there's that much in it, to be honest. I think mm. Ward will maybe get more assists, but Lotham might chip in with a couple of goals. Um, I think they're... they're total season scores are going to be quite similar. There's not going to be much to choose. One right. thing to keep in mind, actually, is that we are apparently about to sign John Flanagan on loan from Liverpool. Oh, I uh, love Flano. <laughs> the Sky's Cafu. Oh, yeah,
0: I'm, I support LFC, so like I know Flano oh, so well. And yeah. he's just, so,
1: his, mole, if- his
0: mole has been featured on the podcast several times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so presumably Flanagan was to sign, he would be a starter, whether that's on the right or the left. I don't know. Presumably, right. on the right, he's stronger on the right, isn't he? So, um, if that gets done, Flanagan might well be a good, good option. Because I'm sure yeah, he'd benefit he benefits from, from playing regular, regular football.
0: Yeah, ah, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that could that could happen. So, okay, great. So, moving forward, you brought up, yeah. So, the lack of Barton. So, who plays in the center of the pitch? David Jones and
1: Jones and Marnie, presumably. Marnie, which, yeah, uh, it's effectively the the same midfield that we've had for three or four years, yeah. apart from Barton coming in for a time. Both pretty reliable players. I think one of the problems that we've had in midfield is that Dash likes to play four four two, which right. makes it hard against the teams anyway, if they're playing five man midfield or four, two, three, one or whatever. yeah,
0: you're down a man as is, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's difficult enough as it is, and I think Jones and Marnie come into the category where they're sort of very good championship players, arguably too good for that league but not really good enough for the Premier League. Jones has been promoted to the Premier League four times, I think, without ever becoming established as a Premier League player.
0: Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I mean, it's the type of thing where 4-4-2 works really well for some teams. Obviously, Leicester won the fucking league, but they have... Conte who just went for like 30 million to Chelsea and drink yeah. water you
1: know. Is, Conte was like having three midfielders in one Exactly like he never it's, stops it's running. Not really and, it's not comparable to him to Dean Marnie unfortunately.
0: Yeah I feel like without someone like Conte or even maybe Watford has like Capoo or something who just you know they're just so solid defensively and work so fucking hard that one of those two David Jones and Marnie needs to be replaced for me to be really, really confident in the defense.
1: Yeah, I think we will still look to, to make an investment. If if it was to be that pair, Jones would be a better FPL pick, just for the fact that he takes a lot of the set pieces. His corners right. were a big threat in the first half of the season. I think he ended up with half a dozen assists or something, which would be... Yeah, a yeah, seven assists. Pieces. Yeah, it's so, good. Yeah, he's the, the main free-kick corner taker in the team at the moment.
0: Right, and then and then so for four four two, you have the two wide players, so I heard rumors that maybe Boyd or Arfield would move inside to take Barton's spot with the signing of Munson, who I love and he was awesome to watch in the Euros but so who do you think starts outside and and uh, is there any chance at that that like maybe Arfield moves to center mid?
1: Arfield has played central midfield I think um I wouldn't play him there I don't think he's got the skill set to play that mm. although when we signed him, he was billed as a central midfielder, and then ended up playing on the right. He doesn't really play as a winger; he's like a, a wide midfielder. Um, right, right, certainly, right. in football manager terms, if you play a football manager, would be more of a wide midfielder than a winger. I um, don't,
0: I don't play it because I'm <laughs> fucking scared that I'll never see another yeah, human being it. again. <laughs> don't play it. <laughs> I already am like fucking crazy person in, in terms of fantasy and shit. I don't need like another thing.
1: Yeah, I've logged about six hundred hours on this. Year's oh game, my so. god. Uh, you know I, know I mean? can't recommend it, but if people are care. out there, that's, that's how I'd categorise um, Arfield. Gotcha. Gotcha. I think um, Goodmunson will probably start on the bench while he uh, adjusts to the team and stuff, but the fact that he's played in England before suggests that he shouldn't need that long to, to adapt to the Premier League, and I suspect he will be in the team sooner rather than later. Um, and I think Boyd would be the one to drop out, so I would suggest Arfield and Goodmunson will be the starters out wide. Arfield has been a reasonably regular goal scorer for us. He normally gets half a dozen or so. He's got mm-hmm. a couple of really memorable goals in the Premier League last year, including against Chelsea on the first weekend of the season. Yeah, um, think, one concern yeah. I'd have over Arfield, which is particularly pertinent for FPL, is that he's declared for Canada relatively recently. So that means every international break he's going to be going all the way to Canada to play two games, probably.
0: Oh, what the fuck?
1: Well, it's not ideal for us. It's great for him that he's going to play international football, but I think... Particularly for games after the international break, he's not going to be a particularly wise. Selection. Right, because right. If, if he's he, traveling back yeah. from Canada, even if yeah. he plays, his energy level. I thought is he was fucking
0: English or Scottish or some shit.
1: He is Scottish, but Scotland just haven't been picking him. So it was like, <laughs> so he's like where like, are my grandparents <laughs> from? I want to go and play for Canada. Yeah, basically. Right.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I didn't even know they had a football team. Good for them.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think they fit it in around all the ice hockey
0: yeah yeah exactly um yeah i mean it's interesting with our field because i feel like well i've mostly only seen burnley in the prem what was that two years ago so i kind of remember him more being a central midfielder and kind of like a almost like a drink water just like a passer and kind of sitting deep a little bit but i haven't really seen him countering which i guess now he's doing a lot of and and as you said, he scored eight goals and six assists last season. So he kind of upped his tallies in both respects. It's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah. The thing about our is he's really direct, which we will need because we are going to play on the counter a lot this season. So yeah. whenever our gets the ball, he will look to drive forward, he'll try and get in the box. If the ball's on the other side of the field, he'll put crosses in. He'll, it'll be right, really direct right, right. basically. So he's not going to waste time. He will be trying to get so- something happening straight away. And you'll see that in, most of the Burnley team to be honest, we're not gonna be just keeping the ball and suffocating the opposition. When we have the ball, we are gonna be trying to score within seconds, like three or four passes, get the ball in the
0: box. And then that's a good segue to the forwards because that's what they'll be doing too. So Vokes is kind of the like Graziano Pele or something and, you know, he'll be or Giroud even, and he'll be like a little bit deeper than Gray, right? And he'll come and get those long balls and flick-ons and hold the ball up. And Gray will be the one actually countering and running off them and using his pace. Do I have that right?
1: Yep, absolutely. Volts is basically like a target man, but. He won't really play on the last defender, you're right. He'll drop deep and we'll try and get the ball into his chest. His chest control is mm. really good. It's up for Laney, yes, the way he can bring the ball down and his he's chest. And he's a monster, yeah. He's very, very strong physically and he'll to lay the ball off to runners out wide, Arfield and Boyd more likely than the central midfielders. Um, Volts and Gray's partnership, it's it's shown flashes but not really as strong as the Volts and Ings' partnership that people might remember from a couple of years ago. So mm,
0: yeah.
1: there's... there's Probably potential for more development there. They've only been playing together for a year. Um, Volks, of course, was at the Euros with Wales. Got a very good goal against Belgium. Great goal, yeah. So they should yeah. be full of confidence for this season. Hopefully that's going to make a, a difference because uh, you need something to counteract the, the tiredness, I think, from being busy or somewhere rather than right, on a beach right. somewhere.
0: Right, yeah. And then, as you said... Interestingly, that the partnership of Vokes and Gray hasn't been as, as fruitful as Vokes and Ings is Gray is the main man. He's by far, as you would expect, the most interesting player from a fantasy perspective. He's He's priced right around a lot of other good budget strikers. So a lot of people actually have him in their team because, well, he has such a good goal-scoring record, what can you tell us about him? Like, what type of striker is he? Do you expect him to keep banging him in? Does he have the physicality or the speed for the Premier League? Or do you think, do you expect growing pains a little bit?
1: I think um, it's going to be tough. I think when you first come to the Premier League, you you have to adapt quite quickly, and it's a a big learning curve that he's going to have to get used to. Um, I think one of the main issues with Gray is that we've got to give him the right service as well. He scored a lot of goals last season, but in quite a few games, we didn't really give him the sort of service he wants. Now, Gray's a player who relies quite heavily, probably too heavily, on his pace. So mm. if we're playing on the break, we want balls over the defense, in the channels, balls that he can chase and use that pace, because he will outpace most Premier League defenders, I would say.
0: Right. But Yeah, there's potential there for like a dini Agallo type of partnership, I yeah, feel like. Yeah, I think
1: that's that's a really good comparison. He does remind me quite a bit of goal. He doesn't have... Um, the sort of scoop, the, the little trick that Igalo had. That That's, it's funny you say players. that because
0: Igalo has one fucking yeah, move and it works move. every single time. It, yeah, it it's it's like, certainly
1: worked for the first half of the season. I don't know why the defenders just got wise to it after that. It's now, absurd, although. yeah. yeah. I think he's, he's certainly got the potential to have a similar impact to Igalo in the first half of the season where players just don't really know how to handle the speed. I and mean, He's very raw, very powerful, and I think the acceleration will cause problems as well. But we have to give him that right service. Um, his touch can be a bit mixed. A lot of Burnley fans don't really rate Andre Gray's first touch. It can be fantastic, mm. or it can be rotten, just bounce off him and go out of play. He's one of these strikers that you can normally tell in the first five, ten minutes of a game whether he's on. And if he's not, uh, you might as well take him off. He's not going to like,
0: like a Like a Lukaku almost with his yeah, form. Yeah, sort of. You yeah. Know,
1: he's, he's very much a, a confidence player. Although he, his goals seem to... They come in bundles like a lot of strikers, but it doesn't seem to get affected when he has a bad miss. He'll still be making the runs. He'll still be getting in the right positions. Right, right. So it's not like he starts hiding when he's missed a few chances. Right, think, right, right.
0: That's always good. Yeah, I mean he's he's so interesting. I've had him in a few of my drafts as we're getting ready for the season. I just, I did, he's such an unknown. Like I've seen highlights, and but everyone looks fucking amazing on highlights. You yeah, know, so it's oh, just I, so hard. Yeah. So you hard can't to really tell. judge
1: off YouTube. I think. um the start of the season is going to be really important. Last time we were in the Premier League, it was 10 games without a win. And we obviously can't afford to do that again. I think we've got a lot of home games to start with. Um, we've yeah, done but it. some
0: tough ones.
1: Yeah, tough tough ones. But I think you'd rather be at home than away. Yeah, absolutely. And we did a, a fixture swap with Liverpool because the, the stadium's not... Yeah. finished rebuilding yet. So that makes the start of the season even more home games heavy. So hopefully we'll be able to continue the momentum from promotion last season when we were very, very strong at home. I think we only lost two or three all season at Turf Moor. So that's going to make a big difference. And Gray scored, like most strikers, the majority of his goals were at home. There was a run of games right. where he was scoring two at home every week. Very, so, very reliable.
0: So maybe game week four when they're home against Hull which is just yeah, a fucking that's, that's, shit storm, all caps in him. <laughs>
1: certainly looks like a, a very good early option. That's going to be a massive game for both teams, even that early oh, on. Oh so. yeah,
0: it's a big six-pointer, definitely. Um, cool, man. Yeah, so that's that's basically the squad. I mean, is there any other? Are there any other players that are kind of just under the radar that only maybe, you know, a hardcore Burnley supporter would know about? Who could emerge? You know, some midfielder that we don't know of or. You know, a backup um, forward or something? I think the, the only two that I'd probably pick out because we,
1: Dash likes his settled team. He's very yeah. famous for playing the same 11 pretty much every week. I think last time in the Premier League we did it seven games in a row or something, which is unheard of when most managers are rotating every week. Right. Um, a couple of players who might have an impact. Um, one is Ashley Barnes, who People might remember from a tackle on Matic. For Chelsea last year and Jose Mourinho went went off the deep end after him (laughs) Um, I do remember that yes yeah but apart from that he scored some good goals as well there was one at Whitehall Lane that was particularly good I think he ended up with a few um, although he was injured for a chunk of the campaign as well so Barnes is the main backup striker, although I think he's picked up an injury in preseason, so hopefully that's not only too serious. Oh my
0: god, dude, that tackle is brutal. <laughs> I just looked that up. Man. I'm watching, like, yeah. slow-mo replays. Is, on on mm-hmm.
1: slow I think tackles always look really bad on They slow-mo. always look way worse, but yeah, if, absolutely. If, I remember watching the game live, and he'd actually, Barnes had the ball, and he sort of, Laid it off, but stretching, and it was the follow through where he caught Matic. So he was actually passing the ball, but really recklessly
0: <laughs> passing the right, ball. Right, right. So it
1: wasn't even a tackle, really. People called it a tackle, when he's passing the oh, ball. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Left. I just saw he, it, yeah. yeah he, it was a left.
0: pass, and then the follow through, and yeah. Matic I think deflected it, the pass. Uh, yeah, I
1: think it was a bit naughty. I think he's left his studs on him a little
0: bit, but I mean, there's always intention a little bit, but. Yeah, it's not not yeah. as bad as people It'll make certainly it. Certainly, be
1: worth watching out for Barnes when we play um, Manchester United because I'm sure Mourinho will remember that he's like an elephant with his
0: memories. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so who bring is? That up. It's interesting you bring up Manchester United because I was going to ask. There's no Blackburn obviously in the Prem, which yeah. is is nice for you guys. So who? Who is the Derby? Is it is it the Manx? Because you guys there are pretty close really. to Manchester. I mean,
1: yeah, there's a lot of clubs in in, in the Northwest. So there's obviously yeah. the, two, the two Liverpool clubs aren't far away, the two Manchester clubs aren't far away. But never really had rivalries with those clubs because we don't tend to be in the same league. So I don't think there'll be much in the way of that Man City more than United because when they got relegated a couple of times, we played them a lot. Um, uh, and we did yeah, tend yeah. to get beaten really heavily by Man City. I think they did a 6-1 or something at the turf in the Premier League Jesus. last time. So um, don't pick any Burnley defenders when we play Man City. <laughs> yeah, You're I'll
0: bench them. Probably bench him get our arse's
1: handed to us. So. Yeah. yeah. And the, the one other player I was going to mention before I forget, um, a youngish midfielder called Frederick Overstad. Who, oh, I never heard of him. Yeah, well, most people won't have, to be honest. Um, he came on free transfer Last March, I think, he's sort of been a squad player more than a first-team player. He's had a couple of starts where he's looked really good and a couple of starts where he's looked really, really bad. So Mm. it's difficult to know what to expect from him. But he's one of the only players we've got as a central midfielder who has a really good range of passing. And if we need to get those early balls in behind for Gray... Ulverstab might be the man to do it, but we would need to play five-man midfield to get him in the team. I think there was one goal last season that perfectly encapsulated what he's
0: all about. It was at Bolton. Oh, I'm going to watch the, that goal. I'm, I'm excited. I got <laughs> material for after the podcast to watch.
1: The, the game was totally wide open. Ulverstab got the ball in the middle of the park, looked up, played the ball outside of the boot, I think it was, right in behind, great, was onto it in a flash, perfect first touch, ran through and scored. But Ah. I don't think a lot of our players have that sort of vision and ability. To, to play those early balls, it was the sort of pass that you really wouldn't see unless you were in that position. So, one to right. watch out for, but it's it's quite possible that Olstad just doesn't play at all. So yeah, he barely risk.
0: played last season. But yeah. yeah, no, that's interesting. That's a good shout. I'll, I'll I'll make sure to watch that highlight. But um, great man. So uh, yeah, how's your team looking? Have you been fucking around with FPL or?
1: Um, I, I picked a team when the game launched. So I, I do a bit of writing for fancy football sites as well. So oh, I didn't I have know that. To be, um, yeah, a bit up on it, um, but I'm one of these who just constantly changes things, so yeah, my team oh, god, at the moment, it'll just be totally unrecognizable.
0: Two yeah. nights ago, I was, like, up at 4 a.m., and I was, like, <laughs> just fucking ting. I was, like, oh, God, what am I doing? Yeah.
1: The good thing is, because I can I can just say it's
0: research for these clients, so yeah. try yeah. and bill for the hours. Right, yeah, on. that's pretty good. Oh, That's a dream job, now that you say that. Yeah, it that hasn't terrible. really caught on here that much. I mean, I'd say... The majority of our listeners are still from the UK even though we're very much two Americans, yeah. two Yanks. But um, yeah, man, so last thing I wanted to ask you is about the name No Name Never, because I looked it up a little bit <laughs> yeah. and that Quite song has it. been stuck yeah. in my fucking head <laughs> for like 48 hours. I took a shower and I was like, No Name Ever. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the deal? Is that traditionally a burnley chant or are there different lyrics or what, what? uh yeah there's a
1: few, a few clubs sing um to the same tune yeah I mean, it's an old folk song actually oh i see um, but our lyrics are basically all about our local rivals so um i think the idea is that we basically wouldn't play them again so that'll get a lot of airings certainly this season when we're not in the same league as Blackburn. Um I think Love Black that. Blackburn sing it as well though with their own lyrics that are about how rubbish we are. So it's it's one of those songs that gets sort of bastardized and was of different clubs sing different songs to it, but it was the obvious choice to name the podcast after our yeah. most famous song. It sounds fantastic when we're all at the game and they're singing. Oh one, my God. Yeah. Nowadays, I, I got <laughs> <But yes, laughs> the, yeah, the chills.
0: I got yeah. the, the three claps, you know, in between. Uh, it's yeah. It's so, it, it so it does, good. It really
1: gets people going, even though it's obviously been a long time we've been seeing that song. That's the main one that people quite hear next season. Right, right,
0: right. Well, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to some, some. Burnley action and I love the turf more and it's always a good environment so it's good to have you guys back
1: yeah it should should be really exciting hopefully we'll just have a, a bit of a better crack at it
0: than last time right cheers man thanks for coming on no worries